Welcome to Talk That Talk. We have the unfiltered, unscripted, uncomfortable conversations about band, HBCU band culture, music, education, and more. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and also find us on all social media networks at Real Talk That Talk. And now, let's start the show. Hey, I think you have to get, a, get together a group and they're going to have to do something for a year. Evaluate how bands are, how they're going to judge these bands. You can't judge swag bands like, I guess, MEAC bands. They're not going to... People from the MEAC are gonna look like look at the SWAC and be like, all they do is play loud. They don't even do this. They don't even march. People from the SWAC are gonna say they don't look at their field show. It's boring, corny. You know, that's how it is. So how are you gonna put that together on one, you know, flat thing to judge it? Okay. And then who are gonna be these people? Because you're gonna have I. We can say Paul Adams all day across the board, but then who else? Everybody okay. else is either passed away or in the game still. So I don't know. I guess so, the ego is the thing now. So let me get this straight. And I want to make sure that that uh, I'm I'm getting all of you all's kind of sentiment. Right. So the sentiment right. is the credibility of said judge determines whether we should be judged. No, I guess no. the criteria, how you're going to pick these bands to get in. Right. <clears throat> Do they have to do something they have to put on the show and be picked to be selected first? Or are you just picking people because you just want it to be, you want uh, people to actually watch it? Are you putting Southern in just because you know a lot of people love Southern and that's the reason why they're being judged? You see what I'm saying? I so, think, well, I get what fan, you're saying. Are you putting FAMU in for that reason? So Go ahead, sorry. So, I get what you're saying, you know, I, I but I, I, I want to look at it from this aspect, right? So, like, you're you're saying there needs to be like this process of how bands are picked, right? And then within right. that process, then the question becomes who's the adjudicator? Correct? Who's right. who's who's the person setting the standard? So if that's the case, and this is really kind of posing another question to you, well, to the whole panel. So if that's the case. And I, and I have to use this as an example because, to me, this is the best example to do it. DCI can do it. So if DCI can do it, then why can't universities do it, right? Because DCI has a history and a lineage of people that they feel are fit to judge, regardless of whether we feel people are legends or not, right? Because, Ken, the people you named, are all, to me, in my personal opinion, are all legends in the game don't get me wrong but there are still people who are qualified out there you know and so with that with that being said then the question now becomes if dci can do it then why can't we do it so so in my in my opinion bro it, it all boils down to do you want to do it because like we're saying in regards to dci if if you want to be the best band and it's kind of like piggybacking from the the uh, topic last week in regards of tradition. Everybody knows when it comes to Southern, downfield drill, that aspect. When it comes to FAMU, it's, it's certain traditions that make them them. them. But, but the bottom line is, if you want to be the best and this show, uh, not showcase, but competition is credible, such as DCI, um, you, it's kind of like that, will sh that should be showcased as the Super Bowl of HBCU or show style university bands. 
you build it from that aspect with credible adjudicators, you should want to do it. Just like for DCI, you have open class, then you got world class. The people in the world class, I'm sorry, the open class is trying to bust their butt to get to that world class status. So it's not so much going back to the original question, egos, but it is honestly the infrastructure, the infrastructure of establishing it to have that type of competition. Overall, regardless if you're in the game or not, you should want to be the best, but within your tradition. And honestly, from a rubric and criteria, you establish that. I don't I don't see issue because I agree. DCI do it all the time and been doing. OK, so I'm going I'm to give you some pushback on that. Right. So we want to talk about the different styles. Right. Whether you are downfield, whether your drills are more linear or, or whatever. Right. But what the basis of it. Right. Because if I look at DCI and I'm just using that as as an example, if I look at DCI. There is bent leg marching and there's straight leg marching, right? That doesn't take away from the show at all. Either you do it or you, you either you do it well or you don't. Either you sound good or you don't, you know. So like a a and I and I'll use blue coats as as a as a example. Blue coats can go out there and they can play something from the Beatles. They're not playing Bach, they're not playing Stravinsky. Right. But that other core who may play Bach and Stravinsky may sound good. Musically, they may do it well. Auxiliary, they may put that auxiliary together and it may sound great. They may do it well. Right. And they're judged on how well they do it. Period. Point blank. Regardless of the different styles that may be in it. So if that's the case, we can still argue or could there be an argument for the fact that are you still running from the fact that you just want to boast and, bu and puff your chest and say, I'm the greatest, but you're not willing to put your band where, where your mouth is? Uh, Maya, any thoughts? Uh, yes, I, I mean, ultimately, I think that that's it. So like when it comes to that college level, because, okay, so Honda, right? Honda is the closest thing tangibly that we have that would, would be that. I don't see why it is that we cannot um, score, put scores behind it instead of having it in a showcase, having it in an actual competition. Um, I, and I think in terms of what we're trying to do in terms of building this particular community and, again, putting our money where our mouth is, why wouldn't we take that additional step to do so? Because again, we do it on a weekly basis, but we do it amongst ourselves. Oh, PV, PV, we got Southern this week. Oh, we got whoever this week, right? We talk amongst ourselves and be like, oh, this person won. Oh, no, our band won. We won fifth quarter. We did. They have time shows better this, that, and the third. Again, so yes, trying to figure out who is going to be of stature enough to be able to solidify or say, like, hey, my opinion is valid based off of on a scoring basis is one thing. But in terms of actually who's going to enter, I think that that's kind of a yes and no, or that's a 50-50 type thing, right? So, I mean, you, you mentioned Southern. You obviously went to Southern Ken. Okay, great. Um, is Southern going to enter the competition? I feel one of two ways. I feel like, one, they're going to be like, ah, right, we the best. We ain't no need for us to do it. And then I also feel like, Here we are. oh, listen, my man, congrats <laughs> if you feel that way. Or the second or the other part of it is, as 
absolutely we're going to go because I need for y'all to know that we know that y'all know that y'all know that we know that we the best. So, uh, but is every band going to have that same thought process? I don't necessarily know. I think depending on which way the wind blowing, Doc may or may not enter into the storm, into the into the um, in, into such a particular contest. I think depending on the winding, I think depending on all things considered, it's what's going to make or break whether people ultimately would sign up to be a part of that as well. That will extend it beyond the ego. Or no, actually, I think that aligns with the ego. If the winnings are big enough, then that is going to make more people want to um, submit themselves to such judgment on a, on a, <laughs> on a broader platform. So the bottom line the answer should be, is it worth it? Yeah. Is it worth it? Money. Uh, money. Is it so, worth it? So basically, I think that's, what you're saying, that's how people are going to look at it. That's mm -hmm. number one. Is it worth for me to put in my time? Is it worth for me to travel? If I'm, if if our budget, if our band budget has been decreased, is it worth me putting my kids through this or us having to build yet another field show? Do we have the time? Those are things that people are gonna consider. <laughs> the, the the hardest part about hearing that or or hearing that response is. I've been on both sides, right? So like I've been the player and I've been, you know, the, the part of the staff. And one of the things that I know is part of the staff is like when you take Honda, for example, the staff complains because it's not enough money going into it, but we still do it, right? We still do it. We, we do it A, either for the exposure or B, for bragging rights, right? But what, so this comes back to the question, bragging rights. It's not going to matter. Bragging rights is every if everybody's coming out with a different opinion. So if you can't say this person was first, this person was second, then all we have is a bunch of opinions floating in the air, right? So, so what I was going to say is, say you have PV Jackson, Southern, Gramlin, all at the same battle, right? And there's nobody judging. There's no judging. Then a whole bunch of Southern people and Southern fans are going to be like, hey, man, Southern took that regardless. You know what I'm saying? It's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. Leave and us then, alone. And, Leave us and alone. You know, it's not you know how it is. School, you know how it is. You probably so, I don't, I don't know. With that hoodie on. You yeah, know buy it. it. Yeah, he came in with yeah, right? it. We went to PV. You already know. I can smell the bias. I can smell the bias. But what I'm saying, though, ultimately is it's just a bunch of opinions at the end of the day. So how can someone say we the Kings, we the Kings, K-A-N-G-S, <laughs> how can a bunch of people say that based on a bunch of opinions with no solidified ground facts? Like Southern, if Southern wins, right? Hello, whoa, 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 whoa. If Southern wins. Then Southern Stop. was playing the best. They all the music was in, in line, regardless of what you play. And I would, I just want to put this out yeah. here. Let me let me put this out here for the for the for the whole audience, right? I don't think Southern sounds bad, right? Like Southern, I don't think Southern is a bad sounding program. We don't, right? But what we I'm don't. saying is, that's my personal opinion, right? Like just like a, just like a couple of years ago, when the Blue Devils won. I didn't think the blue coat sounded bad, but at the end of the day, who won? The Blue Devils. 
So when they come back to when they come back to DCI the next year, they are the reigning champions. They were the better group. Period. Point blank. So now this goes back to us. If we keep having these quote unquote battles, like we're going to have this weekend, which is really just a showcase. That's that's really what it is. It's showcasing our programs. Then why keep calling it a battle? Why keep saying we're going in to battle this person? This is really just an ex, ex, uh, exhibition. That's I was about to say all kind of stuff, but <laughs> this is a, <laughs> it's really just an exposition. I'm tired of y'all picking on me. I'm tired of y'all picking on us, man. Well, I didn't say nothing, bro. <laughs> but y'all just, just I just use you as an example. <laughs> all right, so- it's never gonna be a battle anyway, so. See, see, and, and side note, like that's the problem right there. Like, let, let's be a thousand. At the end of the day, it's about consistency. Like, if if your band program overall is consistent for whatever it is, and you're doing it at a at a high level, then in my opinion, you could be the best at what you do. I mean, but in regards of the adjudicating process, I I think kind of. Like it's it's a dichotomy, bro. It's two ways you can look at it. Is it ego to a degree? Yes. Is it worth it? That too. Because I'm a band director, you're a band director. Like you know, uh, this is my first time meeting uh Ken, but as directors, bro, it's kind of like, is it worth it? I think it is. And 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 let me if let me kind of yeah. yeah, that's what I was about to say. If we're adjudicated, absolutely. Well, well, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you get yours in, Ken, in a second. But I, I'll tell you why I think it's working, right? Because it actually creates a standard. It gives us a reason to push harder, right? So, like, if PV goes in against Jackson and PV wins, that gives Jackson a reason to say, "Okay, what did PV do that we didn't do right?" It gives us a score sheet. It gives us a rubric. It says, "Okay, we didn't do this." So that way. Now Jackson can look at their score sheet and say, okay, I know this is how we typically do things, but we need to do, we need to up it up maybe a little bit because we want to win. We want to win. Not, I just want to make sure that we do what we do and that's it. We can do what we do, but why can't we get better at what we do based on the fact that we have now this rubric that says, hey, this is what we need to do. Go ahead, Ken. (laughs) Why don't you just, why don't programs just be better because they want to be better? Like, I understand the thing. Uh, uh, so we need this to happen. We need this big uh, event to happen and adjudicate it by points so it'll make the programs better and blah, 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 blah. But why aren't you just better day in every weekend because of program you want to be good? That's just how, and I don't think doing that necessarily makes anybody better. I think what that's going to do is create a situation where everybody's like, okay, it's the end of the year. We got to buckle down on this one thing and win this one competition and then go back to sucking the next year, to be honest. So that's just what it is. Every weekend when you know you got a band out there, say, if, well, let's say, let me think. If I, if I know we playing uh, Jackson next weekend and I'm putting my show together, I'm being good because the, I want my program to be good. That's what we do. We strive for that little thing is not going to make that program better as a whole, I don't think. I think what that's going to do is cause bands to up numbers just for that one performance do everything they want for that one time and then go back to what they normally do. I mean, you got bands like Talladega who inflate themselves just to go to uh, New Orleans to blow on bands to be loud. 
that's the same Southern band that goes down there and challenges them. That's just Southern. But you see Talladega would go down there and be, what, 300 deep? Then during the season, what, 120 or something like that? It's because of that one moment. That doesn't change the program to me, I don't think. I could be wrong. I'm just saying that's my personal opinion. I mean, I, I and I, I, I will say that saying a band should just be better, right? But what is better? Right. That's the question. Better than that, you how can the last we, time. Better than your last. But some remember, remember a lot of us. But remember, a lot of us, a lot of programs are more hung up on tradition and trying right. to, trying to, I guess you want to say, get with the times, right? And and there's a, there's a, a bunch of things that I can say, um, but what I will say is, I, I'll put it this way. To me. In my personal opinion, this is just this is personal opinion. Almost every band sounds the same. So how is how is the band really getting better? Now, I didn't say every band. Uh -uh. Now, please listen. Uh -uh. Almost every band sounds the same. And this is why I'm going to say this. And this kind of goes back to the conversation that, that we were having on last week. Right. When you had the the Robert Champion situation, and I want to bring that back to the forefront. Right. When that happened, there was this this thing where there was a standard for what band should sound like prior pre Robert Champion. Everybody had their own sounds. Can you notice Norfolk? We can we Norfolk going to continue to have their own sound. Right. But Norfolk. Right. You know, Tennessee, Jackson. Like if you go back and look at all these bands pre Robert Champion, they were kind of doing their own thing. Then. Post Robert Champion, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna just put it out there. I just think that everybody was working to try to sound like Southern. I agree. Well, I, I I just I no okay. I I just, that, that, that. But let me say this: I think I think due to I don't I don't think that my and I'm gonna uh, say this: I don't think it's a so much about the Robert Champion situation. I think it's more about the YouTube situation. Uh, and and social media because you got to remember pre Robert Champion YouTube was founded 05 I believe so prior to that you had to either go see them or if that band didn't have the opportunity to travel you you know you had to go there and and honestly be brought up around that program or depending on your uh, your geographical area wherever your high school was located nine out of ten that college or university. Uh, I'm sorry, that high school mimicked that high school. I'm sorry, that university that was in the area. Now I could look at I could be in Alaska and look at Jackson State. I could be in Alaska or Maine and look at FAMU and then emulate those different things. And I think, honestly, I'm a, I am going to agree. And I'm from New Orleans. So, I mean, my area, Louisiana. So I've, I've seen Southern my whole life. The difference, though, what I see now is you have people that emulate Southern because, in my opinion, they have been the most consistent because of their staff hiring within. So people honestly emulate consistency. Honestly. Um, oh, I agree. Um, I want to touch on more than one point. So in terms of you were thinking of how do we make or just being a better being program just off the rip of wanting to be a band program, I think you have to meet people where they are, right? So 
I mean, what if given budget, given talent, given staff and the 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 ends of their means as bandsmen, musicians, what have you, you can only taught what you teach what you know. Right. So if if you think that you're teaching and providing the best to your program, then that's exactly that. But if you put a rubric behind it and say, OK, well, here's where we can extend this further or maybe this program is, is, is rated this way, then that opens up the opportunity to continue to do more research or reach outside of the realm of your your, your, your natural flow. So I think that that's one part of it. The second part of it, I just drew a blank. Um, damn. What was I going to say? I don't know. Come back. It's the grapes. It's the grapes. It's the grapes. <laughs> what you got in these grapes? I wish I had something in these grapes. What were we just talking about? Let's start. Mm-hmm. A lot. I had something to say. I had something to say. Go ahead, I, I think 99 was the turn of point. I think y'all talking about 05 and all this. 99, before then, Jackson State had the little subtle, you know, Paul Adams, tenor tuba, you know, bluesy sound. And then right after 99 is when it started to begin where everybody wanted to emulate, of course, the king. And I, PV was the one, I can give them credit. PV sound like PV every year I've heard them, you know. Not too bad, sound good. But everybody else is just play loud, play loud, play loud, where it's not power. You know, They're trying to emulate power. They don't have the instrumentation. That's what it is. So now you go into now, Everybody's just trying to play extremely loud as they can. Whereas I'm, me being that Southern, I was never told play as loud as you can, not once. And people are shocked by that. I'm like, there was never one time you in the band room, they're like, play as loud as you can right now. This arrangement, it's power. You got to realize you got 16 baritones playing and you got 14 F horns really playing like they supposed to play. That's how it sounds. So, but then you go to Jackson State where they have 18 baritones and 12 trumpets and they sound like crap, and they trying to beef up to emulate the sound we have, there you go. You heard that merch the other day, right? You heard that show? You heard how bad that sound? So that's what I mean. Nervous State gonna always sound good and balanced because they don't try to push the envelope. They just go right there, and you know, nice and sweet in the pocket. I'll be glad to see what they do this weekend, though. Again, I think they're going to play against Southern. What you got on that, Julian? What say you? I want to know your opinion. Uh, hey, I, I want whatever you smoking real time. I, I, know, <laughs> I, know. I know. But I want to see. I want to see this. I I run I run the topics here. <laughs> I mean, y'all talking about drinking? I'm trying to but bring hey, it back any... to the van. <laughs> so hey, you're on one. Yeah, bro. This hey, water, bro. Hey, man. This water. water. Same. <laughs> I'm not. All right. So, uh, any final thoughts on this on this um, on this topic before we go? Quan got any final thoughts? Nah, bro. But all I'm saying is this: to uh, I mean, it's really subjective. But and I hate to ask this question, but what's the difference between ego and pride? <laughs> Uh, I think that's a good question. That's Very a good question. Good. I think I I don't know my personal opinion. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think uh, I don't know. I get back to you on that. Yeah, bro. I'm just saying. <laughs> I get back. <laughs> All I have to say is, I mean, let, let me go look in the dictionary for a second. 
Let's yeah. just bring somebody work on bring back. Uh, let's if the big Southern classic can do it, we can do it too. Let's just figure out how to make that realistic and let's go from there. All right, all right. Welcome, everybody. If you're just tuning in, welcome to everybody to talk that talk. We have unfiltered, unscripted live conversations about band, HBCU band culture, music education, and more. Please make sure that you come when you come in, subscribe and smash that like button. All right, so we're on to our next topic. Um, so we talked about, or, or the question, the original question was, has ego left us behind, right? And kind of connecting with that, the next question will be, has HBCU bands evolved? Has HBCU bands evolved? Uh, Ken. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. You look at Southern, of course, I can only speak on my program. <clears throat> so, I mean, the sound is different. Do we? Do they sound the same way we did in 05? No. They have different horns. They have a different approach to the music. Their arrangements are different. But the concept of how they play is the same. They still sound Technically, technique-wise, they sound like Southern, but they have a bigger sound, a lot cleaner than we were. Obviously, I can say that's evolving. You know what I mean? You can listen to 2004 and then listen to 2014, and they've grown, and they've matured, and they play a lot better than we did, and a lot, a lot more, I guess, harder arrangements, challenging arrangements than we played. So, yeah, it, it is. Switching from a small baritone to a euphonium for a darker, more kind of sound. Yeah, of course they've grown. Evolved, I'm saying. All right. Maya? Yes, absolutely. I mean, again, based off of where it, it comes from or, or what is attributed towards, like, what caused the evolution, the the transition from band directors, the, the transition from what's valued in per program, transition between just overall talent, how it elevates from year to year. That comes from who you, um, new people that have come to the band program, whether they're on the staff side or whether they're on the band side. Uh, absolutely. I think also, you know, we can attest that towards having a, a, a larger dialogue some of that comes from, yeah, you, University, um, you know, people reading these comments, this, that, and the third, and then wanting to bring or show or say, well, oh, well, this is what people value. I have to bring this to my program or I have to showcase this as a piece of entertainment. There are different reasons why these programs are evolving or changing, but absolutely, yes, they absolutely have. And I think they will continue to do so. Um, it's just that can be broken down in so many different elements and factors. But to answer your question, yes. Okay. Quan? Uh, absolutely. I think we all agree on this. Um, prime example, if you look at uh, one of the biggest, in my opinion, um, evolutions or evolving factors have been uh, including the auxiliary more in the show. Uh, I think in the last several years, the inclusion of uh, auxiliaries have enhanced the shows. Uh, to a degree, now if you look at certain directors, they dabble in the DCI world as well as the HBC world, and they're bringing both of those factors together. I think the last Honda 
one of the band programs that uh, show that I enjoyed the most, I believe it was Hampton. Um, outstanding show. It kind of like they did the best of both worlds. And then on the end, they had that wall of sound and then they pushed everything through. I think situations and scenarios like that, where honestly you have other band directors that have uh, not, of course, diminishing the legends or the goats, but have a different aspect or a more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Diverse uh, background of pedagogy as well. That's has evolved uh, base BCU realm, including drills. Drills is, is completely different from, you know, the yesteryear. All, all of that so it's, it's, it's evolved for the better, honestly, in my opinion. Um, and so all of you guys agree, which which is cool. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, <laughs> but I'm I want to I want to throw a curveball in there for a second. So all of you all are saying that HBCU bands have evolved, mm -hmm. which is cool. There's nothing wrong with that answer. Here's here's the next question though. Have we focused more on what happens in the stands than the field? Yeah. Why? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so my, my first thought process comes to, you know, true on my own, on the dance perspective. Have we gone from, at, at, at first it used to be all about the field. I think that right now it's transitioned into the stands because you spend a larger amount of time there. Um, so I'm just going back to thinking of my marching years. You know, what was what were we really trying to push out? What was the the the, the look that we were trying to give? But in general, do I think that stands versus field? Um, I'm not sure. I think different programs value different things. I think that you have some who have taken the next step in trying to advance what they have, what 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 pro, what. what bring to the to the field in terms of drills in terms of music in terms of entertainment and overall wow factors yes um let me hear the question one more time just so i can re, re recalibrate my thinking because I'm, I'm just talking but i want to make sure that i'm making a point have we focused more <laughs> on the stands than the field yes we spend more time in the stands, I think. Yeah, and, and, and at the end of the day, that's what, that's the, the more entertaining factor, or, or needless to say, I think that's just where we spend the most amount of time. You have the fifth quarter, you have a whole additional quarter that we have self-made that is supposed to help prove or, or, or become that battle factor or something else. It's not like we're, we could have made the fifth quarter about an additional field show. We only get, what, first we had 12 minutes, but now we have 10 minutes sometimes. Um, yeah, I think so. Uh, Ken, that we focus focus more on the stands than the field. Of course, <laughs> like look at every everything you see about bands is in the stands. You don't see people arguing about field shows every day. You don't see people on like right now. I'm in the uncut group and that thing. They arguing about clips. Who the loudest? They're not arguing about whose field show is the cleanest, who is the best. And I love field shows better more than I care about the stands nowadays. I guess I'm old now. You know. 
I'd be mm-hmm. 40. Oh man, I care about the Phillies title nowadays. But it is true. Everybody wanted to see who everybody wants the best viral clip in the stands. Like that's what matters to everybody now, especially band heads, especially people in the that's why they start to join these bands anyway. You know what I mean? I want to go to this school so I could be loud like that clip in the stands, blah, 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 blah. They don't make care about the field show. And that's why these field shows look like that. So people not marching on the field, people, you know. Lackluster, nobody cares. Okay. Of course not at Southern, but you know what I mean. <laughs> you don't you do the same man. shows. I get it. I know. Same cycles are you. Oh my God. Same show, oh bro. my god. Sure. Are we getting to that point of the show? All right. <laughs> are we at that point of the show now? Hey, hey. Ken, Ken came I, mean, in I don't want to go there. <laughs> I don't want to go there, but but so so if if that's the case and just thinking back to what it used to be if the focus at one point was on the field show and now it's transferred to the stands then can we still say that it is it has evolved because how much difference are we seeing in the field there's only and if I can really really think about it it's probably about maybe a couple of people or a couple of programs i can name on one that have changed or at least shown difference on the field so if we focus more on the stands than the field then have we truly evolved juan i you you can um but it's it's evolving it what you feel as a as a person is important. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I say, you know, if you've marched from like 06 to that 09 aspect, you know, field show, that was honestly, in my opinion, that was the last era of you caring about the field show, in my opinion. Um, and, and what I can back that up with, look at summer band programs, like the all-star band aspect, you know, earlier they were doing field shows even in summer band that was important because those all-star programs you would learn there and then you would take whatever you learn back to your respected high schools and honestly your directors were excited to send you there because you would come back with something that was tangible now it's just parking uh, park and play um so we've evolved but the question is have we evolved to what uh, like Ken said, he's like, because we're kind of in that older realm of bands, we appreciate the field show pageantry different. Now, then the other aspect comes into the directors that are over the program. Are they continuing the traditions or evolving the band pageantry on the field? Because the latter half now, you go to 2010 and up, it is about the stands. So it's about what aspect do you appreciate the most now? Because it is about having a book of 20 songs. Cause you know, like Maya attested, you're going to have a zero quarter and a fifth quarter and during the game. But also if you look at swag football games, the way we play has evolved. Cause you can't really play when they got the ball and they got only swag rules. So that's evolved. So I do, I do think it's evolved, but what perception has it evolved to, that person and that person's liking. I think that's 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 what it boils down to. But I also, you know, to end what I'm saying, 
I do believe Prairie View has has evolved because the directors evolved. You know what I'm saying? Like when I marched at Prairie View, I was the last class to march under uh, Professor George Edwards. We did spend a lot of times on the drill, and honestly, our book suffered though. You know what I'm saying? But he his focus was dance routine, drill, and leave it on the field. Everybody else, I mean, now, I mean, you you kind of have the best of both worlds, but everybody else still really doing the same drills, bro. We're gonna be honest. So, I mean, you look like we're talking. Look at BCU, great drill, but we know they're gonna come on the field, BCU it, Wildcats, block band, twenty four. Like we, it's 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 systematic now at this point. But yeah. It's evolved. Ken, you ain't got to raise your hand like like we at school. No, I don't know. I think I do. I'm getting the shot down. I think good, some bro. of that has to do with your some of that has to do with your fan base, man. Because if you don't mm-hmm. do those drills, you don't do that stuff with your program. Your alumni base that travels with you, that supports you, like as a whole, is gonna be pissed. Like they don't see certain things, and I guess that's a that's a variable. When you talk about do the same drill, like if they don't see certain things, they're gonna be pissed, and you don't want those people to be pissed that support you. And it's out there water and doing things for your band program, and those people want to see that. And when they want to see it, they want to see it. They want to see it at the classic. They want to see it at Jackson State game. They want to see it at the opener. And those are things that you have to do when you have a historical band program that's been around for decades. So, but probably fam goes through that, and probably. Bethune goes that through that and Jackson State. You know what I mean? They probably there's certain things that they just have to do that people want to see that program doing. Even if the band program doesn't want to keep doing it again and again and again. And that's that is an issue. Two, two, two. I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was gonna say that that opens up a whole different can of worms when you when you bring in the the conversation of entertaining and satisfying alumni that that like okay i'm looking at the timer right here they want to see that circle i think that that can potentially speak to evolution right the foxes were always known for what kick on the circle and that showgirl aspect now has it transitioned from that yes has it become a little it's become more modern um but so there's an evolution there but there are certain means that have to be catered to do they do the circle every single time i don't even think we did the circle every single time when i was marching but there are times in which i know that cotton bowl is going to be done homecoming is going to be done like there are absolutes in which you have to cater to that audience so that is part of that evolution um but again it's all in what you what you factor in it's all in what you favor it's all in what you value right so when doc came i think he had a certain level or a certain amount of things that he had to hash out had to get done to rebuild the program from where it was so that was a part of that particular evolution and so we started from the ground up we started with the foundation back to the basics we gonna the book did suffer so stands did suffer at one point in time but he had to build a foundation so i mean again it wasn't that bad my good lord it wasn't that bad no it was it was. It was. As, as an alumni, it was, bro. It was. I, it was, bro. I said it wasn't that bad. Yeah, well, no, 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 bro. It was. We were was. in a tough spot, right? So we had, so one, we had people that had just graduated. We had people that no longer 
belong to the program because of having whatever reasons. Right. We had people who were in the transition who were in the left field and the right field. I crabbed in 10, so I was in that transition of, okay, well, this is what I came up on, which was already different from what was the year before. Now we're moving into something else. So, again, that opens up a, a huge additional can of worms. But, but, what, but I, I do like what you said, though. But those directors... You understand the blueprint from whence we came, but you you have to transition and add what your vision is. Sure. Prime example, I know we've been you know kind of joking, jarring back and forth with Southern, but when Southern when y'all did Jaw Emblem on the field for uh to that tribute to Mr. Jackson, that's what's up. Nobody saw that before. Or when the storm did the hurricane, ain't nobody saw that before. But of course, you know, if we don't hit and even the way we come in for entertainment tonight is different from what we're accustomed to. But that's one aspect of tradition. So you still can involve with paying homage to those directors that sat in those seats for 30 years. But at the same time, you can implement your, you know, your vision for, for what you want as a director. I, I, don't, I don't think that's a problem, but I think sometimes we'd be too scared to do it because maybe that's all we know. And if that's the case, then that's the problem. All right. Uh, Ken, any final thoughts? Uh, I don't like how I've been treated during this podcast. <laughs> no, I'm joking, man. <laughs> Thank y'all for having me, man. I, I appreciate it. Um, it's a good talk. I mean, y'all all from Purdue, everybody. Yeah. Where y'all, where school y'all go? March at or? I didn't hear that first, where everybody was from. Oh yeah, they, they're both from PV. Yeah, but I'm from uh, I'm from a, a smaller town uh, outside of more like thirty minutes called Mount Airy. My band director was a Southern Knight, and my drum instructor Calvin um, Barry is the drum instructor at Jackson State. So I've had that on my whole life. I just made a conscious decision after '05 that I was going to be different. So, but I respect all bands, but. I'm a study of all, you know, of of it all. That's what I thought I was doing when I went to Norfolk, but then I had to cut ties, come back <laughs> down to to Southern, you know. Oh, but, oh God! Thanks for yeah. having me, guys. <laughs> I didn't want to bring that up, but I had to. You good? You good? I, I knew it was coming at some point. All right, if you just joining us, I thought we was gonna discuss that. <laughs> <laughs> If you're just joining us, welcome to Talk That Talk. Uh, please make sure you like and subscribe. Um, and also, please know that this is the unfiltered, unscripted conversation about HBCU band culture, music education, band culture, period, and more. All right? So here we go. We're on to our next topic. I think this topic is going to kind of ruffle some feathers. Uh, if they're in here right now, um, I'm sorry. But this this topic had to be had because this is something I've been thinking about for quite a few years now. I'm just going to put the topic out there. Have videography platforms made the job harder? <laughs> what Have do you mean? Videography platforms made the job harder. Whose job? So, harder? Yeah. So as as performers, as directors. Um, so if we think about going back to the eighties, the nineties, when, if you didn't go to the, uh, go to the show, 
right? You missed that show. It just, it was, it was what it was. And there was only about maybe, maybe three shows in total, possibly a fourth in total that you would do throughout a course of a year, right? Then the the camcorder came out. And I remember even being in high school and my rival high school would sneak up to the to the high school to try to record your show to see what that show was talking about. So you can you can try to make it better. You can steal from it, blah, 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 blah. Right. But now in the age of YouTube, we have all of these videography platforms where everything is being recorded in real time. So it doesn't matter if you went to the show or not. You can put in as much energy and as much effort into a field show as you possibly can. And you can go from one school to the next. And by the time you get to the next school, people have already seen your show. They're not even thrilled by your show. They've heard your music. They've heard everything. So now the people <laughs> are doing something completely different because in their minds, they're like, well, we didn't see this, bro. What, what you coming with? So you have to continuously keep trying to push and reinvent yourself. So once again, the question is, have videography platforms made the job harder? Uh, Maya, go. Is water wet? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes. I mean, you got people like Zimbalistic. You got people like The Edge that are uploading literally in real time if, if they're not even doing a live stream. Like, I'm trying to sit on the field uploading stuff as they're recording it or as it's coming out. So, absolutely. The level of scrutiny, the platform, the 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 the, the, the the, the audience itself, you're subjective. These people who are in these, and, and like I said, I'm just glad I'm not marching currently because I don't even know if I'd be able to deal with it. Coming from a dancing auxiliary point of view, I mean, the the, the level in which the, what do you call it? What, the, the level in which you have to perform and put on a show, it, it's, it's, it's like a death sentence, right? You just literally walk in and to get your head chopped off because as soon as you do it, it's already up on discussion boards. People already have started that negativity or started their opinions or what have you, and it's going to catch on like wildfire. So you don't even have a chance for, you know, to have a valid opinion because as soon as it's out there, it's already being scrutinized. It's already being talked about, and it's already up in the air. So, yeah, how can you reinvent when you don't even – you work a week or two weeks for one show you did the one show 10 minutes later it's already out there and it's already old news hell yeah I'm, i mean i'm sorry yeah yeah it made it. <laughs> you could have said hey, look you got a lot of fire coming from you i i, I, I hear the passion in your voice because i can only i'm not upset but even when my years is marching between 2010 and 2014 so much had changed then and just the amount of people or the expectations when we traveled, especially when we were able or given a larger butter, given more access for us to travel more, the, the realm of people that we came in contact with, the foundation or the platform that we began to build for ourselves, that made it harder. But when you take that and you nationalize it or internationalize it, yeah, absolutely. Like. Because not only do I have to appease you, I got to appease Bob in Africa. I got to appease Joe in South Carolina. These people, I don't even know. They don't know. I don't know them from time, but they know me. They know what my program is, and they feel as if, you know, they have every right to say this, that, and the third. So absolutely, it makes it hard because it always makes you feel like art is, is what I'm producing good enough. 
Is what I'm producing going to matter? Yeah. Whew. Shout Lord. out. Go on, get it, sis. Go on, get it. <laughs> Whoa. Oh Lord! Thanks so much because she had that in my spirit. Hey, look, look, she had to let it go. She had to let it go. Let me use my grace to come. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Ken, what you, Ken, what you got? She said it all. Can I add to that? I don't know. She's right. Because it's already out there. As soon as during the game, they're already uploading clips. People already know what you're playing. I, I think the only thing you do about that is have have a solid book. I guess I don't know what to say. Your show is already going to be on display. So by the time you get to that game, or ever, ever somebody already saw the show, know what you're going to do. I guess the only surprise is what you're playing in the stands at that point. You know, at the point at, I know at our games, people used to be waiting on us to play one song. Then we'd have to have at least five or six new cuts that they had never heard that we had to release. So that's part of the way we got around that a lot, especially in, if you look back at 04, 05 when I marched. <clears throat> Beginning of the year, we were playing the standard Southern stuff. Everybody's like, yeah, okay, whatever. Then we would bring stuff out like and then what? Stuff like that. That was brand new on the spot. Like we would have to run. You had to catch over the times, I guess, to, to get around that, that camera stuff because those clips are going to hit like it ain't nothing. What are you going to do? You can't stop nobody from taking you, especially if you practice outside. That's a downfall for a lot of bands to have a practice uh, field outside. Like Southern, they practice outside. Somebody can be videotaping that every every game. So where's the surprise element coming at? What are they going to do? The only thing they don't see is the girls, because the girls practice inside. They might do the show outside maybe a couple times, but you just got to have to surprise them some other way, maybe in the stands. And that's all. And then we go back to what you said before, that the stands matter more than the field show. Well, it's going to have to if everybody's seeing your field show before you do it because the guy had the camera out there recording it and putting it online before the show is even done. So what else can you do? It makes the job real hard for y'all band directors, right? Nah, well, I ain't going to get on that that part. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. I'm, I'm, the only, I'm the only different person, bro. I don't I don't think so. Kind of going back to your original question, bro, like in regards to DCI, DCI is, is watched all summer and it's the same show. It's literally the same show. We we literally watch the lots to the show and it's the same thing. I think a lot of directors, honestly, uh, develop tough skin. And when you your focus is perfection and making sure that show is top notch uh, instead of pleasing, I don't think it's hard enough because it's about your standard. Um, so in regards to videography, I don't I don't I don't I don't think that I don't think prime example. If we talk about BCU, people can say what they want about whatever, but them, but they're going to be them. So we know they feel sure going to be them. And we know their book is going to be the same. So I don't think it's, I don't think it's tough. <laughs> well, I'm gonna I want to try. I'm, I want to try to give you some, just a little pushback on that. Um, on the DCI perspective, because you said we watch their lots, mm -hmm. and they have the same show, right? Correct. When you go into a DCI show, 
one of the mm-hmm. announcements that they make sure that they make is no recording. Absolutely mm-hmm. no recording. That is the first thing. Now, you can watch a lot all day because in most cases, they're doing small chunks. They're doing warm-ups, blah, 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 blah. That's a lot. That's not the whole show. Did y'all have closed practices at Norfolk? No. Oh, y'all had open practices? I mean, you you mean like anybody can come or were we outside? Like even when you were outside because for like when I marched, if you weren't like a part of the band or whatnot, Mm-hmm. Uh, Prof. Bailey, he didn't let you just hang around on nothing like that. Well, and at of course, Norfolk, at Norfolk, our practice field was right next to the plots. So to try to to keep a bunch of cues off their plot while we in the middle of having rehearsal is is impossible. So yeah, that that was a completely different situation. Mm-hmm. Ken know what I'm talking about because you know you if if Ken tries not to remember all the memories, but if if you remember them, some of them nights, man, that plot would be packed literally when we were on the field having practice. Like everybody was out there. Freshmen were out there. Uh, all the Greeks would be out there and we would literally just be having practice. And we don't don't talk to them. Just turn around. Just just. Yeah. So there was no such thing as a closed practice for us. OK. But to to kind of go against that that was also during a time of you know prior to cell phone cameras you know well good cell phone cameras so that that was a complete difference so yeah but uh yeah man anybody any uh last thoughts on this topic uh let me hold on let me let me go ahead and ask maya you got any you want to get any final thoughts She's still big mad. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Air it out. Air it out. That's what it's I'm, for. I'm, yeah, I'm just saying, like, at, at some point, it's, there are so many ways you can transition a fan kick. There are so many ways you can try and reinvent the wheel or make things different. So, yeah, it definitely does make it harder. I mean, it, at this point, sometimes I'm thinking if you don't set somebody on fire and they march the whole field show on fire, what new can you put what possibly bring to a field show? Like it's like what what can you do? You'll be right your brain all week trying to figure out what can we do that hasn't been done before or that hasn't been seen by somebody. And at the end of the day, no matter whether you bring Jesus down to march on the field show with you, somebody always going to have something to say. So, I mean, I'm just saying like, yeah, it, it's hard. It, it's going to, and it's going to continue to get harder and harder and harder because you got what y'all have, uh, I don't know, GoPros, whatever that y'all attach to your hats. You know what I'm saying? Like just, just the videography in general, the level in which that is technology, technology, time, like, yeah, of course it's harder in my well, you know what? Just having this conversation and, and bringing this question up just made me thought about think about something else. So, in in the videography world, and just talking about this, do you feel like we're giving away too much money? So, what I mean by that? Oh, well, go ahead, Maya. You look like you're about to say something. Um, go ahead. Finish, finish what oh. you're saying. So, what I mean by that is like there's so much that we could be doing, whether it's merchandising. Whether or, or even selling some of the stuff we do, right? And I and I go back to DCI because of the fact that 
DCI can sell a whole show. They can sell their whole finals on Blu-ray or whatever, right? Or when they do their final show or semifinals or any of that, they can sell that on a platform and they make money off of that, right? But we have five, six different videography programs that are letting out this stuff at real time. So all the work that we could be getting revenue from this, we could, we could find a way. There's always a way, right? But do you feel like we're giving away too much money because of the freedom and the access that the videography pro, uh, platforms provide? That's uh, I, I talk first. What no, you got it. Go ahead. If somebody else has something. Okay, Ken. No, I don't. I feel like Southern, we could sell a season tape. Even if people put out millions of Google footage, endless footage, we could sell a season tape like sweetness out of cake. So I don't have, you know, I don't think we have that problem. Okay. So if we didn't make it specifically Southern based, right? I can't speak on nobody else. All right, well, go on, go ahead. Right. Bro, I want that Kool-Aid. I need to give it to my high school students. Real talk. Hey, man. Whatever, whatever, whatever they give away, whatever they give out at Southern, man, I think we all, all need Yeah, that. bro. But go ahead, Kwan. <laughs> um, reiterate the question again for me, bro, please. Uh, I'm, I, what I asked was, do you think we're giving, based on the videography platform, do you feel like we're giving away too much money? Um, yes and no. Um, and I say that because that videography is the reason why those 15 students completely outside of your area is coming to your university. So that's the good aspect. Now I understand from, from that perspective, from the monetary aspect, I agree that, you know, we can benefit from it, um, from selling it and whatnot, but I, I don't I don't I don't I don't think so because now the blessing and cursing the blessing and curse of, of the videography game people are in different countries are uh what you call it like you know when you do the review like when you look at the video and you comment on it whatever those videos are from YouTube I, I saw a person I, he was from another European country I think Australia or something was doing a video review on Prairie View at one point. And there was a young lady from Australia that was doing one on Jackson State. So historical black colleges and universities, marching bands are are international alone, internationally alone. So it's like, it's a blessing and a curse with it. So I, I think we have to continue doing it, in my opinion. Okay. Bye. I feel a few <laughs> different ways. One, I think that that has been part of the the progression of our culture. Yes, I does do I think that it has helped with reach outreach that it's helped with recruitment absolutely. Do I think that it's also helped with those who are unable to travel, who are unable to whether it be for financial reasons, whether it be for physical or ability reasons, it still helps them be a part of the culture and just still be a part uh, whether it's for their own good or wanting to have those conversations or wanting to you know, fulfill the like of the band or, 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 or whatever. Yes. Now, on the flip side of it, when we get these platforms, 
if, if we were to sell on on a platform, if we were able to sell, I don't know, our, you know, seasons or whatever on DVD, are is our potential audience, our potential consumer base, are they going to be respective of that? Are they going to purchase? I didn't know that BCU had a whole Netflix series until years after it came out. I also didn't know in terms of like, let's see, Alabama State, they had a run on, I forget what platform their show was on, but it wasn't, it, it wasn't brought to the forefront. It wasn't nationalized. It was not, a lot of people didn't know about it. Is it one? Yeah, I think it's because we're black and because we're not given the same opportunities as, as other you know, DCI and all those other places, uh, that's that's a part of it as well. But two, when we do try and progress ourselves like that, are we, as I mean, the majority of us are black, are we subjective to that? Do we do what needs to be done in, in terms of putting our money where our mouth is by wanting to fund these things that these different programs are trying to put out there? No. You got people that don't even want to pay for a ticket in, anymore to go to the game. Or, you know, trying to figure out reasons. Okay, well, if I'm here, before, if I walk in with the band or whatever, then I don't have to pay to, I mean, I've done it too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. I feel like I ain't got time for this game because I'm only here for the band. Anyways, I'm just going to walk in with my section. Miss Sean, let's go. Let me hold the bag. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, it, it's the truth. Uh, so, I I ain't gonna talk about the entourage that me and Brown used to talk about <laughs> all the time, every day. Yeah, talk about that. Exactly, but I think that that, yeah, I, I, I don't think that it's going to yield the results that we would like it to, um, just realistically speaking. Also, like I said, I don't know the track record. I don't know the metrics on the shows or the bands that have been given those different highlights and those different potentials to be publicized on a national basis. But I'm sure it's nowhere near what it would be if I don't know said said you know a, a white band or whatever were given the same platform. Sorry, I just, I just had to say it. That's just how I feel, honestly. Okay. Ken, any final thoughts? Now faces. Right. Now they gonna think. <laughs> oh no no no! You good? You good? So don't. No, hey, I'm just worry about it. All right. Welcome, everybody, to Talk That Talk, where we have live, unscripted, unfiltered conversations about music education, HBCU band culture, band culture, and the like. Please make sure that you subscribe to the channel and make sure you uh, smash that like button. All right. Uh, we are going to move into the next or well, one of the final topics. I'm going to have one more after this. But uh, this one right here is kind of off topic from the Battle of the Bands, because most of the topics that we were talking about were more or less concerning the national uh, national battle of the bands but this one is probably going to ruffle some feathers um we i said we were going to talk about it and this is really kind of going to lean more into next show as well but here's the question is white right <laughs> is white right <laughs> we talking about spats and gloves Oh, no, I ain't talking about no spits and gloves. Absolutely not. Uh, so and, and let me just give some context, right? Because uh, I want to make sure that I'm, I'm politically correct. Right. So um, as we look into this band culture, uh, music culture, music education culture, everything. Right. 
Uh, and we've done it a few times. I've done it. Um, we always tend to lean towards the quote unquote wider aspect of everything that's going on, whether it be DCI, whether if we're music educators, we tend to go to the the predominantly white institution, right? To to fulfill our higher education. Um, in a lot of ways, when it comes to adjudicating what we do as a culture, um, a lot of it is based on the quote unquote white perspective. And so, and, and and don't get me wrong. I think that music is music. I think that sounding good is sounding good, but I also think that, um, you know, there, I personally believe there are just different lanes for different things, but still music is music. Right. But a lot of times we want to try to say that, you know, whether we get this degree from this university, uh, we're better. We have more prestige. Right. Or, um, you know, when when we look at these groups over here or how these people do it, then it's better. Right. So the question is, is white right? Quan. Damn. <laughs> uh, do I believe white is right? No. Um, absolutely not. But us as uh, the HBCU culture, we have to ask ourselves what is right for ourselves? And I know that may sound crazy, but what is right for us, though? Like, you know the difference between a good sound and when you sound like crap, like, you know, the difference you, you man, this is a tough question. No, it's not right. But we have to know. Let me say it like this. No, it's not right. But we have to ask ourselves, what is our standard? Like legitimately, what is what is our overall standard? And when it comes to music education, when it comes to pedagogy, what is our standard? And I think if we start there, then we don't have to be concerned about counterparts or whatnot. Now, do I believe that they have uh, some good things to bring to the table that can help us and benefit us? Absolutely. And vice versa. Because the things that they like from our culture, they take. Right. Bottom line. However, for us, what is our standard? It's certain standards, honestly. We're not going to get into names or whatnot. There's certain universities have that's just appalling bottom line i mean i'll just leave it at that find up getting fired Can't I'm, done. I'm still trying to think of an answer <laughs> of course not of course white isn't right we go to hbcus for a reason you need to figure out what we doing and put our own standards up there. They looking at us anyways. They looking at all our programs, what they can snatch. Next thing you know, you're gonna see LSU with dancing girls, white girls out there that look just like dancing dolls. You know, it's, it's gonna look like us. They're gonna get a chance to put that on TV, then on ABC, NBC. Then people are gonna say, "Hey, they doing this? Uh, that band looks re really nice. They look just like Solid. Doing everything we doing, selling all our shit." So of course, no white isn't right. What's for us is right. We HBCUs, we put the culture. We need to worry about ourselves and stop looking at that at all, period. Do what we do. That's how I think. No, it's not right. Black is right. <laughs> That's why we go to HBCUs. Okay. Maya, what you got? Whew. Well, 
<laughs> Good question. Okay. Do I think it's right? No. Um, but okay. So this reminds me of a topic that. Uh, was going around on Twitter maybe last week or so. Shaquem brought up a really good point. Um, shout out to Shaquem. Um, okay, we talk about Ohio State, right? We talk about University of Michigan. There are certain programs in which things were adapted, transitioned, changed for the betterment of the we the blacks. You know, there are some things that we did adapt, and change, whatever, you know, transition and change in some aspects, but is it right? No, because there's a reason why we have to create our own lanes. There's a reason why in which HBCUs were founded in the first place. There's a reason why in which this style of band was created and has been able to progress and evolve thus far. So is it right for them? Possibly, but for us and what we're trying to do, absolutely not. Um, I mean, I don't no, I don't really know how, what else to say. Like, no, it's not necessarily right. But I think that, you know, sometimes we do kind of get lost in the, the shuffle. But, we, you know, there is some homage to be paid. However, for what we are doing and to being in our own lane, no, it's not right. I mean, at this, we, we, what, we got LSU and whomever playing Swamp. You, uh, University of, who is that, Georgia? Somebody. I don't know, playing, you know, playing Swamp and really trying to, trying to get that, Get the baseline, like, like who, what? Y'all out here with a funky baseline. Where they do that at? You know what I'm saying? Like that, that came from somewhere. So is it right? No, obviously what we're doing is right because it's being brought back over and being gentrified. Just saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I, they can't fire me. So yeah, yeah, no, it's not right. <laughs> I'm not tied to a dance program in terms of my work, so. I mean, I mean, we can't call it we can't call it talk that talk and, and say that it's un, unfiltered, unscripted. And then we go filtered. Right. That's so true. It's it's cool if you if you say what you need to say. Right. Well, call me the antagonist then, because. <laughs> no. So if you mind me, I'm going to check Julian. No, just stop doing that. Just stop being. No. Hey, bro, I'm the, I'm, hey, bro, I'm the guest, and, and it's a privilege. I, I, but all I'm saying yeah, is... always people, okay? Oh, no, no, no. I know. I understand, but... No, no, no. I'm, saying, I'm speaking on a, account of you. Yeah, it's it's kind of like... Bro, like, this question, like, you can unpack so much because not even being concerned about is white is right, going back to, to like, my comment, but what standard are, are we setting? Like, from our music departments, like, my thing is, are we truly, and again, this is the music education uh, side, are we truly uh, ensuring that we're teaching and creating adequate musicians for our people? Are we ensuring that we're talking, once you graduate from your department or your school of music, that your people are certified so that they can get to these historical black high schools and re rebuild them and revitalize them? Are we creating uh our, our motivating people to become fine arts directors so they can fix some of these infrastructures uh because you know they quote unquote say magnet programs is better and then you don't have a feeder pattern and then you have a revolving door of band directors for these black schools these black and brown kids like now nah, white is not right but then the question is what are we doing to to create our standards to ensure that our culture survives 
from the grassroots level all the way to the uh, to the HBCU. Like that's why like this question has, has so much in it. It's it's really hard to unpack. This is a great question. It, it, it's a lot to unpack, bro. Yeah. Time. Okay, so then kind of let's let's expound on that, right? So like, have we have we done a poor job of creating a standard? In my opinion, yes. We did do a poor job. And we did a poor job because the student teaching process is flawed. When you're student teaching, you're going into a program with established rules, established regulations. It may be in a low socioeconomic area, but you didn't build that program. Who was ever student teaching, Real Talk, needs to go into a program and build it from scratch. There are schools in my district that have had 12 band directors, no, 15 band directors in 30 years. When I, uh, you know, uh, started working at this school, I was the seventh band director in four years. So how can you talk about maintaining the culture when nobody wants to honestly build? Everybody wants to become that band director and emulate these universities, but you don't want to build, though. But then we say, well, what's the standard? You know what I'm saying? So it's 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 crazy. In, in my opinion, I, I think we did do a poor job. I, I I believe we did. Well, what you're saying, what you're saying to me kind of goes back to um one of the previous topics that we had uh, on the last on the last episode. Um and it kind of was more or less Gear, gearing towards have we kind of failed or, or lost or didn't think about the music educator uh, when we're doing our shows and when we're, you know, when we're thinking about entertaining the crowd and all of that, right? Because if you're saying that there is no, we have done a poor job of, of having a standard and creating a standard, in a lot of cases, and, and Maya touched on this last week and so did Mario, a lot of times people are only going into these programs teaching what they know. So if they if all they know is blow that hole, then, <laughs> you know, when they get to some middle school program, they're going to teach them how to blow that hole. But they're not going <laughs> to teach them, you know, fundamentals and, and, and ped pedagogy, right? And mm -hmm. so in some cases, would you believe that then those high school programs suffer because those middle school think about it as an educator as a music educator when you come out of the our program sometimes <laughs> we want the big huge 5a 6a school with all the greatest kids in the world and when we don't do that we get a random middle school and then we try to turn them into the high school or the college and after that when we can't do it then we quit or we move on or we go work at McDonald's, you know what I'm saying? So that goes back to the original question. Have we forgotten about the music educator when we're when we're, you know, busy blowing it, blowing out? <coughs> I, I can tell, I'm, I'm kind of like my, my on this one, like we we forgot. We really don't want to build. Uh, like you're like you saying, we want to go to those five, eight, six, eight schools, tell them blow that hoe, tell them crank, 
you want to, you know, turn to the side, but you sound bad. You don't work on breathing techniques, none of that. And so what ends up happening is you and, and then and that's just one aspect of it. Right. But then the social emotional side for some of the things we deal with in these low socioeconomic areas, like that's taxing, too. But if you're saying that you're willing to be this change for your community and your area, then you got to build, bro. You got to teach from the ground up. Like how many high school band directors who are truly have a wealth of knowledge are always teaching beginning band because they have a willing vessel, but they don't have the proper classroom scheduling and whatnot. Those are other things that we deal with. But when you student teach, nobody tells you you about to deal with that. They tell you just going to get a job. And so you end up getting mad and upset because you're looking at this affluent neighborhood that these kids can afford their instruments and they have to take private lessons. And they got six band directors on their staff. And then you go to the hood and it's just you. Figure that out. So. You, you have both of them, bro. You have the system that's against you. You have your ego that's against you. Then you backdoor and have the infrastructure against you. And I'm living it, bro. So that so that goes back to the original question. Is white right then? Right? Nah, white ain't right. But it, it shows stuff that be against you. Ken, you got some th- you look like you was thinking over there, Ken, outside of the fact that you was choking. Uh I was listening. <laughs> I was listening. I was listening. That's it. I was just thinking about all these directors that came from Southern that got jobs, like uh, uh, Javon, who just got hired at Texas Southern. He, I mean, he he started his own program uh, in high school. He was doing it from the little man. He didn't just graduate, march at Southern, and instantly get a job at Texas Southern. He had high school bands. There's a lot of cats from Southern that teach in high school, and their programs aren't what people think, just blowing, blowing people out. They really have good sounding, small high school programs. If you really think about it, like uh, Mark Ward, who is my crab brother, who has a uh, band in, I think, Baton Rouge, I think it is. His band sounds really nice. A lot of my crab brothers have really nice sounding bands. So, and I mean, they got to be learning something in that music program. I didn't, I'm not a music major, so I can't really speak on it like that. But I can say that people from my program that I marched in are getting jobs from high school to college level, collegiate level right now. So they got to be doing something right. But if 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 I may interject, being from that area, that's still a state that appreciates band. That's that's, that's still a that's that's still a state and area where they appreciate music. Now we're gonna be honest. That's honest. Funding that's sucks. True, but I'm from Detroit though. I'm from Detroit, so I already know right. how it goes. And you come up here, nobody care about right. it. This is all dope and guns up here. So this isn't, let's right. get an instrument or let's be a dancer. And we still have bands up here. People are doing it, but it's really hard. Trust me, I know how hard it can be. These instruments are old. I went to Cass Tech, man. A lot of our instruments are old, broken. Like we were, and we, you know, we had Miss Allen who really worked hard and really pounded in the fundamentals and that's playing the horn. And you just, I understand the work is going to be really, really hard. And I know how challenging it could be. I saw this one, like, teach Avon, uh, what is it, B-Van, uh, Beginner's Band, you know, do Marching Band as well. Didn't get paid for it. Was there from, what, 6 o'clock in the morning all the way to, what, 9 o'clock at night. 
So I understand what you mean. So, but what can you do? You just gotta so, do what you gotta do and get and get that program rolling. Yeah, but 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 again, so <laughs> but the bottom line is a lot of these infrastructures are created not for your success. It's not created for your success. Like like I say, bro, we can have this dialogue literally 24 hours, literally on on the illusion of these terms such as magnet programs and you know words like uncentralized and all of those educational terms where sometimes we hear and we be like, yeah, I'm going to send my child there. Or even from the aspect of I'm not going to send my child to their zone school because I want to send them over there. Like, and you end up losing good kids to another program because their parents think that is better. And the parents graduated from the high school. So, I mean, in, in, in regards to the music education realm as a, as a black man, it's unfortunate that I damn near got to kill myself to just teach. Then I may teach band, but then they may say, well, you know what, Mr. Mitchell, we want, we want you to teach choir. Well, we got kids. So it's like, I'm going to be like, now nah, I don't want to teach choir, but yeah, we, we need you to teach choir or how many band? I know several band directors, they teach band, a music appreciation course, they may teach choir, they may teach dance, and then back door, they may teach orchestra. Like, I don't believe the HBCU realm is preparing people really for that. They're not. Like, that's mind-boggling that you got to be six people, plus you got to be a counselor to these kids. All of that weighs on you. So when you say if white is right, with all due respect, man, what? It's easy. If that's the case, like when you have a band budget of $10,000, I know real talk. I know some some affluent schools that have their own trailers. It's HBCUs don't even have their own trailers. Like, I mean, man, I'm telling you, and, and being from Louisiana and coming to Texas, bro, it's evident. It's, it's real talk. It's no different than seeing a segregation sign on the wall. That's how bad some of these areas are when you've seen the two. And it's not that your kids are not talented as the other kids. It's just some of them don't even have the right opportunity or the infrastructure. So we can do this all day, bro. But I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a hold my thought for all of that at you. It's quite I'm gonna have to probably bring you back on the next show, bro. I'm just gonna I'm gonna keep it 100. Uh, but I do want to say something too, Ken. Um, you you did bring up the legendary Miss Allen, man, and I will say this: uh, I'm I'm you know I don't mind keeping it 100, man. And, and when I got to Norfolk, man, all I met was a bunch of Detroit folks, Cast Tech folk, man, and all they talked about was Miss Allen and the program. And I'm I'm gonna be honest with you, man. Y'all was y'all was on on. Y'all was on one, man. Y'all, y'all were top notch. Y'all were good players. Y'all were good musicians. Uh, but one of the things that I will say that kind of goes slightly goes against one of the things you said is that even with all the work that Miss Allen did, even you know where you guys came from, man, that was all still a different time, man. You know, kids are different now. You know, if 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 somebody threw a horn in my hand when I was a kid. 
there was no man f that i ain't playing no horn. it was all right whatever i ain't got nothing else to do and then it, it was what it was right these you know young kids now are just a completely different uh, completely i don't want to say animal because they ain't animals but they're just they're just different in thought process and how they they pick up this stuff but don't worry because on next week's show that's i'm, I'm bringing that up that's that's definitely that's why i say quan i got to bring you back on the next show bro um yeah. Because that's definitely, I, I I really want to hear you talk about that. All right. If you're just tuning in, uh, welcome to Talk That Talk, where we have live, unscripted, unfiltered conversations about HBCU band culture, band culture in general, music education, and all the like. Uh, please make sure that you like and subscribe to the channel. And we got one more topic, but it ain't as, as crucial as that last one. All right. Very quick, man. This is this is a quick topic, man. What's what's your predictions for this weekend for the National Battle of the Bands? I mean, because you know there is no not gonna be a first place, second place. So what's your prediction? <laughs> what's your prediction? Uh Baya, what's your prediction? Well, I'm gonna be honest, I'm searching it right now because I don't even know who the line is. <laughs> I'm just being honest. I'm refreshing right now, so just oh man, I'll come back to me. Gotcha. I'm gonna come back to you. Okay, kid. kid what's your thoughts, man? What's uh, what's your prediction? Oh my gosh. Uh, I mean, I you you. I, do, I mean, do you got to do we really gotta, need to get hey, into that? Hey, I'm not gonna say nothing. Uh, you good? You straight? You straight? That's right, just right. hey. That's your prediction. Right. I mean. I mean, it, you know, it's not being adjudicated, so I guess we're going off opinions. So it's all good. Quan, what's your <laughs> opinions? <laughs> opinions. That's all. Hey, hey, opinions are like buttholes, man. Every everybody got one. So hey, it is what it is. And all and each one of y'all know, like I know what's gonna happen. So same drill. Uh, <laughs> I mean, hey, you can't beat it. Hey, listen, same look. Tim Duncan did the same post move for years and it worked. Nobody could beat it. Boy, it was Hall of Fame. You uh, gotta beat it for it to stop. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, San Antonio won. San Antonio won every single year. So, you know, hey, it is what it is, though. You know, yeah. Yeah. I bet, you, I, that. <laughs> I bet your Bill Moffat be looking like, mm -mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing, bro. Quan, what's your prediction, bro? Um, not really a prediction. I honestly think, um, with the hiring of Brian Simmons, I think he's going to come out with a point to prove. Um, so I'm excited to see that. Um, and what he has planned, you know, peace be unto him in this uh, new situation. Uh, <laughs> uh, damn, bro. <laughs> uh, but honestly, I I don't really expect too much. I think BCU going to do what they do. Uh, I, I would like to see what Langston has, uh, you know, up their sleeve. I do believe um, they're kind of like an underdog, so to speak. Um, who else we got, Maya, that's going? Because I don't know all them people. Uh, North Carolina uh, a &T. I, I think A&T is going to have, in my opinion, the the most, the best well-rounded show, yeah. uh, in my opinion. And I do want to see the uh, – I do want to see the difference in diversity of Norfolk. Side note, let me just say this while point of privilege, why I said this. I know, you know, Julian is my dog. 
double triple frat whoa, brother. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Before before we get into this, I need for y'all to know this one thing. I am not biased about Norfolk. I'm, no, I'm, no, 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 I love no, the region. No, you're not. Because now I'm, 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 I'm a realist. Now I yeah, love right. the region. Don't get me wrong. Behold all day, but I'm not biased Thank against North. No, no, I'm. I am gonna say this though, like all jokes aside, because I'm a band director now, and I, I give credit where credit is due. When we was back, <laughs> when we was in the back at that Honda, <laughs> uh, when uh, that was that was Norfolk's first year, I forgot what show that was. Oh six. Ain't nobody heard of Norfolk, huh? Oh six, oh seven. My 06, last. Oh six, oh seven. March. Yeah. I, I said. We was in the back. We was like, who are these non-Clydesdale marching people? And when we heard them when they opened up, we said, God damn. So I got to give props. That that whole time frame, y'all was holding, bro. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's cool. Still couldn't mess with the box, though. Hold it down. Just saying. Ain't no drum section better than the B.O. Please don't say Funk Factory. I'm just saying. Look, I, I'm I'm why, not gonna. Why do y'all continue to do this? What? You say, oh man, you say, no, I heard you say, oh man, that's that's the only reason why. Anybody, anybody couldn't see the box. That's all I'm saying. I, I will I will say this about this year or that year specifically. Um, that Honda year uh, was my last show. Probably one of the, I'm sorry, probably one of the best HBCU shows. Period, hands down. You go through the history. Look at look at how many shows that have been on that level, right? Yeah, uh, from top to bottom. Um, but I will say too, that same year, I was telling all my Norfolk partners uh, about PV and about the box. That I was literally having that conversation with a lot of them. So, you know, I'm not. I'm not. There's no reason to lie and sugarcoat that. Um, but I, I will say, uh, well, Maya, Maya, what's your? Now that you know who's in it, <laughs> what's your? Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> okay, let's see. Um, I don't think Tennessee State come with nothing. Uh, yeah. Um, TSU. I don't want to say I don't think that they're coming with nothing, but again, I think there is a lot to be said. I'm interested to know what this new era is going to look like on both sides, auxiliary as well as the band in itself. The motion, they have a new coach. I'm not sure what their breakdown is, but I do that they have new staff. I'll just say that the band itself, new band director. So I'll be interested to see what they're bringing to the table. Southern is on Southern. Great. Incat. Uh, <laughs> what? Hey, I, I'm just Southern's go Southern. I mean, it is it's like it's a lie per se. I mean, yeah, I mean Southern goes Southern. I mean, what else are we supposed to do? That's why. That's why. I, I, hey, Southern goes Southern. I ain't mad at it. It is what it is. It, it, they're gonna be tiredness. The tiredness. I'll be interested to see what now I've okay. So the captain for the dogs, I forget if her name is Ariel or if it's just Ariel. I'm sorry if you're listening or if someone is going to provide this information to her. I'm interested to see which perspective or what she's going to bring to the table in terms of the dolls. They've had a few different transitions. They've had a 
few different changes in style and just kind of really modernizing. So I'm really, really, really interested to see um, what that looks like. From my understanding, I think that she is going to have a crab, a heavy crab class. From what I, I think I saw the line today, so that'll be interesting. Um, to see what that, what, what that, what they look like. In cat, see, wait, what was that? Did somebody say something? Y'all talking? Yeah. No, I'm gonna put it up. Hold on. Uh oh, uh oh, oh. Step two is gonna be right tough. Yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> um, let's see. In cat, given their new entrance into the swag, I'm interested to see what they're going to take with that. Are they going to give typical in cat, or are they going to? I don't know. Is there going to be some type of homage? Is there going to be some type of difference, or are they just going to do them? I don't know. I mean, when you change divisions, I don't really know like what that you know what that would be about. So I don't know if they're going to take a different perspective on their show, or if they're going to try and draw in a different audience, or say like, "Hey, we're entering into this division. This is what I don't know. I don't know. I don't know." So that'll be interesting. Um, let's see. Langston is Pop Gordon still there? Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cool. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I don't know. Yes, it is. It is what it is. Yeah. So I know it's not Norfolk. Uh, well, I, I can't even say it right. Norfolk. 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 Or if you want to be closer to Texas, Norfolk. 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 Either one. Norfolk okay. or Norfolk. Well, again, I think that's another thing that it's going to be. They're going to give what, what they always give. It's going to be a solid show, I assume. Um, what had I was going to give? Not sure. Um, Jack State is on Jack State. I'll be interested to see what Amber's going to bring in terms of if she she crabbed under KG. I'm talking about the Jaces. Um, we know we got it. Oh, okay. She crabbed under AG, uh, KG. I'm sorry. So I'll be interested to see like what she's, how she's going to take her era, how she's going to take her team. I saw some some clips from the merge. So she got a team on her. So I'll be very interested to see what their field looks like because I think that she's very in tune um, with old school Jaces and, and kind of has that, she has that persona down from my understanding of what I've seen thus far. So I'll be interested to see what that looks like. And then last but not least, who do we have? BCU. BCU gonna BCU. You go. So I think we have three three people in the lineup that we know that you know they just gonna they're gonna do what they have to do. But everybody else, I think that there's a an a, a transitional era upon us. So we'll see what they happen. What happens? Okay. Now, Ken, why was you shaking your head when I was saying something? What is it? I, I was forgot. Oh no, um, because Auntie is not in the swag. Wait. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, so, but, okay. So, let me, so let's, good. Thank you for, for correcting me. Did they not change their division? Am I, I wrong? Did, just not the swag. Yeah, they're wait, not. Wait. Just not the swag. They went to the big, what is it called? Big South? Big South. Uh, yeah, big South. South. Oh, okay. My apologies. Thank you for correcting me. Um, Cool. Okay, well, yeah. Awesome. Don't throw right. them on us. Oh, go ahead. Are you good? All right. Anyway, oh. what, uh, what I was definitely going to say is, uh, you know, I, I personally, as a director, as a former university director, man, shout out to all the band directors, man, who are, who are putting out shows. 
you know, working with these kids, trying to trying to do it through through, through COVID and everything like that. I know it's a, it's a hard task. It's a struggle. Uh, big shout out to Brian Simmons because look, I don't care. And this is this is a really really honest thing for me. Like I don't care what our personal opinions are. I don't care if we feel as though things should be. And, and if change happens, great. Change happens. But we need to continuously support each other. And I, uh, I definitely want to give a big shout out to Brian Simmons, man. He, he's, 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 he's taken over another program. He's a young director, man, and we need to continue to support him. Uh, so, you know, much respect to him. I, I think that uh, he's gonna, you know, he's everybody's everybody's eyes in the community is gonna be on him specifically, right? Because he has a big name. Follow him. He's coming from Southern. He's going to TSU, uh, and so the eyes are gonna be on him. So, you know, you know, good luck to him. Uh, much respect to him. Uh, I think that uh, I'm, I am anxious or, or, or happy to see my uh, alma mater in the building. Um, it feels good to be able to have my alma mater in my city. Um, you know, so I'm, I'm definitely going to go see him. Um, so big shout out to Norfolk State. Behold, um, shout out to Tennessee State, Bethune, North Carolina A&T uh, and all the other programs that's going to be participating. Uh, I will be in the building. Uh, Maya, I don't know if Maya's gonna be there. Uh, she's still trying to figure it out, but uh, I don't know, Maya. If you need a ride, let me know. But um, yeah, man, shout out to everybody who's gonna be participating. If you guys want to get, if you're in the chat right now, if you want to get in on, on the topic or any of the conversations, I left <laughs> the link uh, in this script uh, subscription. Just make sure that your cameras are on. Just make sure that your cameras are on. Uh, so while we're getting ready to uh, shut down and close out, I do want to say this uh, and kind of make this uh, uh, known that uh, having a good conversation with Ken, Ken is going to be an official part of the of the panel. Uh, so it's going to be a very interesting situation to get uh, Rick back, Mario back, Ken, and <laughs> come on, Mario, you can. <laughs> Every week. <laughs> Y'all need more southern. Y'all need more southern. Every here, week. Man. I'm just happy to be here. Every I'm here. week. I... Hey, say, so, uh, Julian, just to let y'all, everybody know in the Houston area, Norfolk will be uh, practicing at Willow Ridge High School, yes. uh, 16301 Chimney Rock Road, Houston, Texas, 77053 from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Uh, and also a lot of these bands are, are going to be practicing at the surround, at Houston, area schools and surrounding areas so you know check that out and support them return. yeah please th thank you for for mentioning that um Shout out to golden corral they're gonna be busy this week oh, that, that, <laughs> that golden corral gonna be off chain busy. them biscuits that uh what's what's it called oriental chicken it's gonna be bourbon yeah bourbon chicken and banana pudding uh, gonna be it. but uh we'll pay for the next month <laughs> but yeah uh but yeah i appreciate you for saying that man norfolk state is definitely my alma mater is gonna be at my alma mater so that's that's yeah. actually that's actually really dope for me so i'm going to my alma mater my high school alma mater to see my college alma mater. so I'm, I'm excited by that um any final thoughts for the culture before we get out of here? Uh, come on. All right. First of all, uh, thank you, bro, you know, for this opportunity. Uh, I do want to give a shout out because they're looking at it now to my mentors and brothers, uh, Eric Jimenez, uh, Jordan Stevens, my line brother, crab brother, Justin Chicken McLean, 
thank you, man, for this opportunity. And uh, hey, man, support the the black educators in the music game, bro. It, it's it's real out here in these trenches. We want to build these programs to where uh, we can compete with anybody, not just with ourselves. Let's set these standards like it's supposed to be. And let's fight for what is right for our students so that we can leave a legacy and not egos. So uh shout out to everybody, man. Let's 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 build. All right. Uh to our new panelists, Ken, any final thoughts? Yes, I want to give a shout out to Javon and Brian, two jukes taking over Texas Southern. I want to give a shout out to another juke taking over Alcorn, Everson Martin. And uh, watch out for something this weekend. It's gonna be tough, especially if anybody want to do that stand thing that they know we do real, real well. We know we're gonna take the field. So just look out for Southern University this weekend. Um, good luck to all the bands that's gonna be there. Look forward to seeing their shows and uh, take care. Thank you for having me. All right. And Miss Maya, the one and only Maya, any, any final thoughts? You know, happy to be here as always. You know, always in the in the, the in the environment to build community, and that's exactly what we're doing day in and day out. Um, again, thank you for the opportunity. Uh, to see where this goes. Um, yeah, I'd love to reconvene next week to after uh, after this weekend and, and add that to the conversation. Um, Ken, don't wear that hoodie every every time we record. That's <laughs> Uh, I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. It's all good. Pride is pride. Yeah. Or ego. Or ego. Or ego. Ego. Which one? I'm gonna. I'm gonna look that up. That one up. It should be a shirt. I'm or ego. Yeah. Sure. I'm gonna have an answer for y'all. Um, and you know, once once again, most importantly, just continue to support each other, man. Um, it doesn't matter. You. It doesn't matter what school you go to. Uh what program you're a part of make sure that you continue to support each other uh, support these programs give back to your universities okay don't 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 just go to the homecoming and think that's it there's a lot more to do we got to continue to support these programs support your universities uh, make sure that you when uh that you come to this program and support this program and this platform right because we want to continue to have these conversations with everybody we, uh, it's not just us. It's not just the black folks. We want to have the, uh, the conversation with everybody, Hispanic, white, and all in between. All right. So with that being said, we're going to sign off right now. I'm going to stay around a little bit for the after hours. There is, I, I'm going to have an after hour because I'm going to be looking at comments and everything like that. But if you guys want to stick around, you can. Until next time, we'll see you guys next week. Thank you for tuning in to Talk That Talk. Find us on social media outlets and YouTube at Real Talk That Talk. Talk That Talk is a brand of the Passion Is Network. You can contact Passion Is at passionis1919 at gmail.com. If you would like to contact the panel of Talk That Talk, email us at realtalkthattalk at gmail.com.